Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. And we are coming to you live from Brandy's closet. <laughs> I know most Brandy's in the to, closet. Brandy's yeah, in the closet. Most people are supposed to come out of the closet. I have decided to go into the closet at 42 years old. <laughs> I literally feel like I am just hanging in the closet with your clothes because That's because you are. <laughs> Listen, so it, it's a two-pronged plan I have to survive this uh, coronavirus. One, better sound quality. Two, there's two locked doors between me and my children. So I think that that should make this go a little more smoothly. And if the zombies come, you're in a safe place or a tornado. You're in an internal room. So I don't know where everybody else is, but I'm fine. We're safer than most. Um, and, and, and in case you didn't know, this is Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast, coming to you live from Brandy's closet. That's Brandy and I'm Tina. <laughs> yes, yeah, so things are just getting weirder and weirder. And this is day 5,409 of the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth even counting anymore. Nobody knows what day it is. What, nobody, I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what week it is. I actually really don't know what day. I feel it's like t- it is actually Tuesday. Is it? Well, that's fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only way I know what day of the week it is is by what clients are checking in, except when they start checking in at random dates and times, and that really shakes me up. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening what right is happening? now. What, what is, is going it? on? I don't know. Um, so, um, so here's what's new with me. <laughs> I got to go to the grocery store this morning, oh, as, right. as I was boasting about earlier. Um, it's the first time I've stepped foot into a grocery store since March 17th. Um, I told my husband, I put my foot down and I said, God damn it. I'm going to the grocery store (laughs) by myself. Um, well really it was because he's, uh, the dog had to go to the vet this morning. The Akita had to go to the vet this morning because he has a boo-boo on his lip and it looks like a blister and it's getting bigger. And so apparently it is a... There is a doggy viral infection going around. He's got herpes. It, that He did not put herpes on it, but I, if I had to put a name on it, that's what it looks like. Um, not how do you know? <laughs> I, 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 you know what? From your vast herpes experience. <laughs> it's, 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 it's my vast medical knowledge. Um, so yeah, so now next Tuesday, he has to get a biopsy of said blister on mm. his lip. God. Um, yeah, so apparently, so he asked, you know, if we take him to dog parks, which obviously we don't. He said, but um, when he, when Reagan gets walked, he's the male dog, right? So he has to sniff and pee on everything. And so if other dogs have been there, that's how he can contract the virus. And because everybody and their brother is out walking dogs in the neighborhood now, somebody else's dirty little fucker dog has given my dog herpes. Had, did you hear that a dog in Florida or something uh, has the coronavirus? Yep, caught it from his family. Whole family yeah. had it, so they had the dog tested, and now the dog has it. I know. I don't... Crazy. So, yeah, so a lot of viruses in your life. Yeah, well, that's the only virus in my life. So far, there's been no coronavirus in my life <laughs> that I know of, um, unless the dog now has the coronavirus, and maybe that's one of the newest symptoms. I, don't, I know. That's I what don't I was know. thinking. Wow, this know. could be an interesting turn. Lord help me. I know. But yeah. So at the vet though now, so they have this thing where you basically, you text them when you get there, they come out to your car, get the dog. So the human never goes in. Really? Um, of course the dog isn't fond of that. Right. <laughs> He's like, um, Hey, wait, why am I going in here without my human? 
poor Reagan, you know, the 125 pound Akita is terrified. He's like in the corner of, and they send a proof of life picture from inside the, the vet's office mm. to Eric. Um, but yeah, the poor, poor baby. So he had to go to the vet and he'll go back on Tuesday to have a biopsy of his lip. Good Lord, those dogs. I swear my horse broke her neck and she <laughs> hasn't cost as much money as your I dog. I know, right? Because you know, the, the freaking pit bull had the, the pimple on her eye that we had to have off for the cost of six, $700. It's crazy. You know, that, I'm sorry, the growth on her eye that, you know, they were worried about being um, melanoma on the dog's eyelid. Yeah. So, I mean, why not, right? Hey, my humans have plenty of money. Let me just, you know, whatever. My goodness. Well, that's oh, exciting. So that's what's new. I went to the grocery store and the dog has herpes. <laughs> and you're in the closet so <laughs> and that's all the news you need and that's all we that's have for all. today yeah. so we are going to start something new today right we, we promised the last episode yeah I, mean, I think we previewed it a lot but talking about our pillars of becoming a life athlete mm -hmm. so we're going to start today talking about health in general should right? we remind everybody what we what what a life athlete is? Yes, do that. we define that. <laughs> nice trick, <laughs> Brandy. Got you good on that one. <laughs> God damn it! What Brandy? What's a life athlete? <laughs> uh -uh, I'm you not. You had a really Listen, good definition last week. I've been doing so much Google Classroom with five year olds. You're not going to trick me into anything. <laughs> uh, so okay, fine. I'll fall for it. So this is actually some work we've been doing for probably three years now, really defining, defining what the aspects are of being a true athlete and a true successful athlete in the long term. And that really goes far beyond just training and nutrition. So what we have been, I would say both through research and our working through coaching and our experience have kind of set forth, we're at about seven to eight pillars that we would really consider underpinnings of any successful athlete, they correlate, of course, directly to overall success in life. Um, and so what we were going to, what we plan to do is a seven to eight part series, really going, breaking down these pillars, as we call them, and really talking in detail so people can get an idea of um, the different, different segments in your life or the different segments in your training life they really have to come together to build the bigger, bigger picture or the bigger puzzle. Uh, just a recap on those emotional balance, education and personal growth, a home life health, focus on inward and outward image, being a good role model to yourself and others, uh, the ability to set goals and aspirations as an athlete, not just I'm going to do X and then be done. It's an ongoing evolution of an athlete, mm -hmm. financial responsibility or financial health, time and energy management. And then the one we're going to talk about today, which is putting your health first. And we're starting with this one because it's really the foundation. If you don't do everything in your life or as an athlete focused on being as healthy as you can be, then it's very difficult to build any of the rest of it from there. And a lot of people like to try to skip this step, right? This is the hard step. This is actually the easy step because there's a lot of resources and things you can do and you live with yourself all the time. So it's really a lot of good time to reflect, but it's also the one where you sometimes have to deal with some 
uh, less than fun anawanas when you're really taking an evaluation of your overall health. Well, and, and when, before we jumped online and actually started talking about this and recording, because I, I always regret not hitting record sooner because we have, sometimes we have really good conversations <laughs> preparing, for, preparing for the conversation. And so we were, we were trying to make sure we define what, what do we mean by health, mm-hmm. right? Because we could, we could encompass emotional, physical, and mental health into one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And just call it your overall mind health. Or are we just talking about physical health? Um, and I think the conversation we were having, you know, we were, we, it really, it goes, it goes both ways. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that we can hundred percent define it one way or the other, because I don't think there is true physical, mental. I don't, I don't, it's hard to separate them because you, you, in many ways you can't have one without the other. You're right? talking about as far as like physical and mental, emotional well-being. Health. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it is all the same, you know, as I was, as I was thinking through this on my own, I was like, okay, what is the, what's the bottom line on this, right? If this is a person brand new and they're like, well, how do I know if I'm healthy? The step one bottom line is, can you pass a basic physical, right? Can you go to your doctor and pass a basic physical, which includes physical and um, mental health, a physical and a mental health evaluation, right? And I think it might be surprising. And there's probably a lot of people listening right now who could say like, well, I got a physical one in the eighth grade and that's the last time, right? <laughs> For camp. <laughs> right. For, yeah, I, went to, I went to sleepaway camp when I was 12 and like I tapped out at that point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's the most basic foundational. If you never do anything else for yourself, go in, get a physical, and then make sure you can pass it. Now, a lot of people don't get physicals because they know they're going to get news that's going to suck. Right. right. And as I always tell everybody, avoidance is not a healthcare strategy. Exactly. Well, there's, there's <laughs> no point right there, right? Yes. There's a lot of people listening are like, oh, fuck no, I'm not going in. They're going to tell me to lose 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. I have high blood pressure. Um, maybe I'm showing signs of depression. I should go talk to a therapist. I should drink less coffee, right? They're going to tell me a bunch of shit that sounds like a fucking drag. Right. But you know, all those things that you just mentioned, right? Those are all, to me, those are symptoms, side effects of not having health and all those other areas, right? So mm-hmm. all, so this is how, so it's, it's funny cause we, you know, we, we call these pillars, which I do believe they are right. The foundation, mm-hmm. the, the life athlete thing, but you could also, you could make them into a pyramid where some things rely on others. You can make them into a circle. You can make them into a, a pie chart, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, because you know, a Venn diagram because of how they all, you know, they're all co-mingled in, in right. a different way. And you, you can't truly have like health in one area without, you know, health in the other areas. So, you know, like, you know, maybe you have high blood pressure because you work so much, your job is so right. stressful and money is a problem. Right. Exactly. Right. Maybe, um, you know, you drink too much alcohol because mental health is a problem. Right. right? You know, or so, so that's how, you know, these things are so intermingled and avoiding that that main health piece, the how we've defined it, right? Can you pass mm-hmm. a basic physical? And I want you to give that that World Health Organization mm-hmm. definition to in a second because that was really good. 
but those are the things you're avoiding having to fix these things that are, I'm not going to say broken, but let's call them suboptimal. Yeah. Like in your life, right? Areas for improvement. And some might be scary broken, right? And nobody wants to be told like, listen, you have a major health concern. If you don't get on this, it's going to be a big problem. So as I was preparing for this, I was like, let me Google healthy person, right? So I'm Joe Schmo. I don't have a clue what you mean when you say healthy person. Let me Google it and see what Mr. Google, how, what they told me. What's Dr. Google say? It was endless pages of how to go on a diet. That's it. That's it. I'm not even lying to you. Are you kidding me? Pages and pages and pages and pages of more, more or less selling quick diet schemes. Yeah. I had to work really hard to find any sort of documentation of what a medical doctor would consider uh, basics of a physical or, you know, the basic 10, you know, you should have um, optimal blood pressure. You should be at optimal BMI. You should be blah, 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 blah. It was just pages and pages of here's a quick fix diet. Which well, it's interesting, just really quick, because as you were, um, when, when you were telling me about the, the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. who, who, mm-hmm. who are you? Okay. I, I literally just the definition of health. I Googled that. And it's the state of being free from illness or injury. But I don't right. agree that that's right. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's the whole thing. Well, that's, that's I mean- that is, that is more of a triage crisis situation, right? And I think yeah. a lot of people might live in a triage, triage crisis health state, right? Like, right. I am not currently dying of pneumonia, therefore I'm fine. Right. I do not currently have an injury, and I, I don't currently have the coronavirus, so right. I am a healthy person. But if I went to the doctor, they would go in the corner and cry if they looked at my labs. You know, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a place. Right, to right. So, <clears throat> same thing, I Googled... Um, definition of health and a world, I always say the world horse organization. That is not true. It is the world health organization. (laughs) They define it as health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. I love that. And I think that's, that is the bottom line for how I envision what health is. And the base, I'm, I'm talking like basic, this is basic foundation of health that people should be striving for. This doesn't even get into performing and it's some sort of like high, high end athletic level. This is just how in general people should live their lives. Right. Because at what point in, in anyone's mind, does it seem like a good idea that you want to now, you want to decide to be an elite marathoner, Mm -hmm. but haven't yet bothered to to, to make sure your baseline health is in a good place, okay. right? Amen. Let me just Hallelujah. start training. How many people just start training for a marathon? All the time. That are 60 pounds overweight. And hey, I am not saying don't do that, right? But, you know, it's a good, it's a good aspiration. But how about we, we check out some of those other health baselines first, right? Uh, and that's really the, I mean, that's it. Because the, the whole concept of this life athlete is basically a maintainable state of where just your average day where you stay as a, I don't know how to really articulate it, but as, you know, as a person in their optimal state, right? So as a life athlete, you don't get in shape for your event and then immediately, you know, become an alcoholic, start smoking, gain 75 pounds, you know, go off the deep end. That's not, that is not the concept of a life 
athlete. Right. Because that is somebody who's doing a thing for, uh, as a, uh, uh, for, for do, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If I was using bodybuilding as the reference or a marathon as the reference, right? I, I will quit smoking, quit drinking, quit eating like crap and exercise my tail off to get on stage. Right. To get to that marathon. Right. To get to that, whatever that thing is that my goal. And then afterwards, I'm just, it's just all going to go to shit. Right. Because I only did those things to get ready for that. Right. right? It wasn't um, to be healthier. That's a it thing was, you did, not a person you became. Right. Exactly. And so that's, that's when you know you are not actually truly be living this life athlete, you know, as a lifestyle. Yeah. You're doing, you're, you're doing some things to get to a thing. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, you know, that, that's step one, right? Everybody listening right now should schedule a physical. And it might be listen, hard right now. Well, it's really funny because, well, this isn't funny. My, I have um, one scheduled for July. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. <laughs> I have one scheduled for September, but my um, brother-in-law actually got diagnosed with cancer last year. And then my husband ran out and had to get a physical. And it was kind of the same, the same thing of, you know, he's in great shape, but you know, there's some, like, he's almost 50, right? There's some 50 year old problems happening. And it was a real kicking the balls to him because he was like, man, I didn't want the, yeah, I didn't want the doctor to tell me I'm almost 50, even though I know I'm almost 50. Right. <laughs> but I think yeah. a lot of people go through that, like uh, the avoidance strategy, mm-hmm. but you just have to do it. And you know, then you can make changes if you need them and move on. So if somebody came to me and said, listen, I went to the, I went to the doctor, got the physical. It's fine. Like they told me to drink less coffee, but other than that, you're in great shape. That's how mine turned out. She's like, how much coffee? (laughs) I was like, listen, listen, you don't know all the other stuff I quit. Leave me alone. So if you've already accomplished that, the next step I would really say to somebody is, do you have health concerns that you're aware of that you know you're not managing? And I would put mental health into that bucket, right? Mm -hmm. So you know you have a baseline okay health, but you also know that you might be struggling with a little bit of anxiety or, you know, um, stress, stress, or even stress some, management is some in physical there. things that you know that you could or should be doing for yourself, that you're not quitting coffee. That would be one in there, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, it's not going to make me fail the physical, but there are some health things that I could be doing better that I'm ignoring because I don't feel like dealing with it. And, you know, that's Are you really, saying you're going to quit coffee? I am not. But I have cut back. <laughs> I, have, I have cut back. Significantly, yes. I really have. Just start. Um, so, you know, you have to take a real inventory of that. I know that you've had a lot of health concerns that you've had to rumble with. Yeah. And some I still rumble with. I mean, and, and here's the thing that I want to make clear to everybody, right? This isn't the like, go get a physical, you fix all the things and everything's all better. Because some of these things like, like the coffee, right? You, there are going to be some, some push and pull, some give and takes, right? And you're going to have to decide what's going to work for you with your health, but also being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. So there are still some things. I rumble with, right? And using Brene Brown's terms that I have not come to my reckoning on yet, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that I know I have gut health issues if I eat certain things, right? 
pizza's going to destroy me. That's a good um, Too many, like, you know, I can have a wee little bit of gluten and I'm fine, but if I eat the whole bag of goldfish, I'm going to have issues, right? But yet I, I know those things are not good for me. They may be fine for somebody else. They don't do well for me, but I do them anyway sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. But I do it very consciously and I know I'm making a decision. But it's very interesting and strange to think that you're consciously making a decision to make yourself feel like shit. Right. It's a really interesting concept, right? And it's one that I rumble with on the regular, right? And so, you know, I am not fixed or perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I know you've, you know, you might have Mm -hmm. some similar things, like you eat something that you know is going to like have a, have a drink and you know, you're going to feel like shit the next day kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And we're not doing it all the time, but we still, it's still some, like some little sacrifice on our health that, that's, you know, for whatever reason, we're, we're making a, a, a conscious choice to do those things at, at that given moment. Um, but yeah, you know, it's something I have to deal with regularly having an autoimmune disease. Right. So I have to manage that every day, right? I do the best, I do the best that I can. Um, but yeah, there are still things that I, I struggle with personally, you know, that I don't think I have a hundred percent optimized my health. I mean, right. legitimately, I do not think I have a hundred percent optimized my health. So there's that side of the coin, right? That you're ignoring things that could optimize. And then there's plenty of people who are ignoring things that are going to turn into serious concerns down the road. Right. You know, and I'm not a doctor person, right? You know that, like, I don't go to the doctor. And you know, Avoidance I walk- is not a healthcare strategy. <laughs> right, it's not. And I walked around with double pneumonia for four months and almost died, right? Trying to tell myself it was just a cough. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky I lived through that because that was a really fucking stupid thing to do. And I lost a lot of lung capacity and it's a big reason why I can't endurance run like I used to. If I had been following the strategy myself at the jump, I would have been honest with myself that it is not normal to not be able to breathe and gone to the goddamn doctor mm-hmm. and avoided really what turned into about a month of, or I mean, about a year of rehab beginning to end. So, you know, both sides of that coin is, you know, once you can pass a pass basic health is then you have to be more aware and more in tune and listen to your body and be responsible about it, right? The... I have family members, some of whom may listen to this, so I've got to be careful. Just but, don't name any names. They won't know who you're talking about. Who will routinely, you, you, you know there's something significantly physically wrong and will routinely say, I don't have time to go to the doctor. Well, I hope you have time to die, right? <laughs> because that's where that goes. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of point two, right? Are you ignoring things in your health that you could better manage. Right. And so, you know, on the, on, you know, to your point, I pass every physical I have with flying colors. My blood work is beautiful, but in a physical, they're not looking at autoimmune, right? They, they're not, you know, in a standard physical, they're not looking at those things. So I have known for years, there is something significantly wrong and I'm not just, you know, tearing tendons and having to have, you know, 500 orthopedic surgeries just because I'm a bodybuilder because that's bullshit, right? Right. So, you know, it took me knowing my body and understanding and really prying, prying, prying and fighting with the healthcare system, right, to 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 really know that there was, because I, I just knew there was something underlying. I knew there was something yep. else going on. Right. So I had to be my own advocate, Yes, you know, and so again, I could have ignored it and just gone to the orthopedist and they put me back together and they're great at it. But then, you know, the next time 
they get tired of seeing me, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of going and I'm tired of having surgery. So I just, I had to figure out what it was that was truly going on. And then I have, then I have to set myself on the journey of how am I going to deal with that? Right. Right. But you know, but that's really the bigger point, right? Like you have to be an advocate for your own health and it has to be your priority Mm -hmm. and you have to be responsible when you know something is wrong and be dogged about it. And because without, without that, right, without your health, what, like we're seeing that more than anything right now during this pandemic, right? Watching just people horribly sick and horrible things happening. And, you know, I think anybody listening, I think, or anybody on this planet these days who are healthy should be thankful about it. Mm -hmm. And it should hopefully be an enlightening moment that like, man, this is a gift and I better take good care of it. Right. right. I mean, and, and looking at, if we're looking at it from, from the pandemic standpoint, right. I mean, say what you want about all the numbers and the data and whatever, and whatever you want to believe, but it is undoubtedly more deadly to people with underlying health conditions. Right. Mm-hmm. So if something like this coming into the universe to say, Hey, knock, knock, wake up, like, I'm at your doorstep and I'm going to take your life because you have been fucking around with your health all these years. Right. Right. So. Right. It's like, hello. (laughs) I mean, it's a huge, huge wake up call, unfortunately. Yeah. So the next point really like we've beaten, we've beaten this to death, but let's beat it one more time. Are you doing all of the easy things to optimize your health? Are you sleeping? Are you drinking water? Are you physically moving? Yeah. Are you eating nutritious food, vitamins, doing, taking care of your mental health, doing all the self-care things, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, but I'm too busy. I work, I have three little kids and I work 500 hours a week and I'm a single mom. And look, I am not knocking anybody who says these things because they are legitimately hard fucking things. But- right? What I tell every single person who said, if you, it's, it's, it's exactly what you said. And there's a meme and I think I've posted it before. If you don't make time for your health, right. Then you, your body will make time for illness. Right. So then who's going to work for you single mom and take care of your kids. Right. If you're not, and I'm not saying go to the gym six hours a week. I'm not saying, you know, do all these other things. I'm saying, we're saying drink your water, mm-hmm. prioritize, prioritize water, sleep, and as healthful nutrition as you can possibly afford. Right. Right. right? Which is whole foods for the most part, right? Right. So, you know, and you're right. Like I, people could listen to that and be like, I cannot, that's just more stuff. I cannot. The way I try to look at it is, you know, this is low hanging fruit. These are quick wins, right? Mm -hmm. This is easy shit that you can do that doesn't, you don't have to schedule a doctor's appointment. You don't have to change anything. These are quick wins. There's no reason not to do them. Right. Cause no doctor is going to tell you to stop drinking less water and get less sleep. (laughs) Right. 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 If you just decide to start doing these things before seeing a doctor, there's never been uh, a ask your doctor warning <laughs> before, right. before adding a little bit more water, drinking a little less coffee, maybe a little less booze and a little less soda right. and getting a little walking in and getting more sleep. Right. Like never very, been a doctor's warning on that ever. Very, very basic stuff. Right. <laughs> 
So then that's number two, or number two, also known as number four. Two times two is number four. <laughs> I think I have too much coffee. 500,000. I'm just saying numbers. What's um, <laughs> well, 20% of 500,000? Quick. Oh, God. Yeah, that's sad that that took us a calculator. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. It's 100. 100,000. Okay, nobody anyway. knows what we're talking about. Okay, so, number three. Four. Four. <laughs> Number 10. So you really got to ask yourself after you've asked these other questions, am I actually doing things that are hurting me, right? Am I purposely participating in behaviors that are dangerous to my health? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. Next question. Okay, what's the next one? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So oh, damn it, Brandy. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like we can doing drugs and participating in risky behavior like that are big ones. But drinking, uh, drinking to excess, and my version of excess and other people's is probably different at this point. But you know, if you are participating in substance use at any level, you need to take inventory of that, and that includes alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take inventory of that. There is no especially if you're using it as a coping mechanism. Right. Which leads me right into the next one, abusing food. Yep. Right. If you are abusing food for anything other than sustenance, that is something you have to take inventory of and deal with. That means eating because you're happy, sad, mad, glad, you know, it's raining, it's snowing, it's sunny, whatever. If you're abusing food as a replacement for emotions or socialization or anything else, mm-hmm. right? You are doing something purposely that's dangerous to yourself. Yep. Food, then, alcohol. We talked about this. We've talked about this a, we talk a lot. In a many in many different places, right? But it's it's making it's like going to the doctor equivalent of uh, feeling the emotions you need to feel instead right. of trying to numb them all. Right. With food, alcohol, drugs, sex, right. gambling, whatever the fuck it is, right? right. It's the yeah. equivalent of going to the doctor for a physical. This is a checkup from the neck up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, <laughs> well, and, you, and sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to admit, right? Because there's a lot of things that are socially acceptable that are still abusive to your body. Right. So it's, it's hard to recognize that or, you know, rumble with that again. Because you can say, well, all my girlfriends have two glasses of wine every night. Like we all have wine every night or like, well, everybody, all my friends go to the Mexican restaurant all the time or it's the mommy wine culture or yeah. Or the, you know, just a hundred different ways that you slice it. And it's less dealing with that problem and saying you are participating in this and it's more just recognizing it. Right. It's just taking a minute and saying, right, wrong, or indifferent, I am participating in behaviors that are dangerous to my health. Right. Sub- like <clears throat> substance use, abuse of food, sleep deprivation, um, unhealthy relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Unhealthy use of social media or other type of attention seeking yeah, behaviors. Other, right. Or anything that's checking you out of, of the real right. world, right? <clears throat> or the opposite of that. Yep. And then, of course, are you abusive to your yourself in mind or body form, right? And right. that's all the, the kind of the mental health check, right? Like, 
am I constantly um, verbally accosting myself, right? Do I have a bad narrative in my head? Am I purposely doing things that are are dangerous to myself? You don't have to, in in this point of the process, you really don't have to do anything. You don't have an answer for that, right? You just have to identify it. Like, yeah, it's just an, right. It's really, uh, checking it, right. It's like I said, it's doing a self-diagnostic, yep. right. And if, if you don't have the tools to, to understand those things about yourself, then reach out to a professional for help. Just like you can't necessarily do your own physical and get your own blood work. Right. Right. But you can, there are things you can do to take control of your physical health, just even without a doctor. And there are things you can do to take control of your mental health without a doctor. But obviously if you need the doctor, go to the professional, right. To, To get help with these things, but take that inventory and be honest with yourself about, yeah. you know, have that, you know, rumble with yourself and, and understand, you know, really the, on, you know, being honest about the behaviors. <clears throat> right. That's exactly right. Just yep. identifying it. And then the last thing I would probably note to people going through kind of this diagnostic checklist is, are you doing things in your life that promotes the most healthy way of living that you can? And that's adding all those extras. Like we talk about meditation. We talk about yoga. We talk about actively managing your stress. Mm -hmm. We talk about um, restricting screen time, social media, negative influences and networks, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of once you've built that baseline, then you can be at a point to sort of decorate it, right? (laughs) To to add those (laughs) benefits on to just make it a more optimal environment. All of these, uh, these are for those of you keeping track at home, kind of five points or five checks on the list, however we want to say it, that can give you a good framework if you are living a healthy lifestyle or a healthy person. And it's a good diagnostic that you can do for yourself on a regular basis. Because I'll tell you, things are going to change, right? As your situation, as your life evolves, this isn't a one and done, right? This is kind of an ongoing Mm. cycle that you have to continue to check in on with yourself on a regular basis on these points and deal with the problems as they come up, right? And isn't it interesting that we do these things for our cars, we do these right. things for our pets, yep. we do these things for our children, mm-hmm. right? We do these things in our careers, right? We, we do these, um, you know, engine checks, these diagnostics, these, you know, things on, in all these other aspects of our lives. And on the people all around us, right? So uh, so many people that are like, you know, they take great care of their pets and they take great care of their kids and they wouldn't dream of not taking their child to the doctor for a physical. You know, those Mm -hmm. you've got to take your kid to from Mm -hmm. like birth to like 16, Mm -hmm. right? Or whatever it is. You got to take them. They got to get immunized. We won't get into that conversation, but they got to get immunized in order to go to school. Right. So at what point do we think it's okay to not do those things for ourselves? Right. Right. So at what point is it okay to run diagnostics on a fucking vehicle and to make sure our kids are okay? I'm not equating kids to vehicles, but the point is, why wouldn't we do, why do we stop doing those things for ourselves when we're the most important person in our lives? Right. We have to be. Right. It's not a selfish thing, right? You absolutely have to be because there is going to be no you to take care of your child 
Right. If, if the, if you, if you don't do those things for yourselves or not, yeah, not the best form of you. Right. 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 So a long time ago, we had a conversation on this topic and it kind of evolved from a discussion of how many high performance athletes, especially in the bodybuilding world would not fit our description of a healthy person. No, because in fact, I would say very few, right. High, high, high level bodybuilders would fit my definite and what we've described here as healthy. Right. Because you can look at a lot of people who might look physically fit and they're not healthy in any way, shape or form. And, you know, that has been part of our discussion all along is even for the high competitive bodybuilders, we will not edge into areas that are unhealthy where other competitors might. Right. And because that, really is a violation of our whole life athlete concept. If you have to go to unhealthy places, be it taking drugs, uh, being too restrictive on your nutrition, being too, whatever, aggressive on your training. Water doing, restriction, water overtraining. Right. You know, yeah. Drugs for sure. Right. That I, is, look, I was not healthy. I was not a healthy bodybuilder. There was nothing healthy about my mental state, my emotional state, my physical state. I was obsessive. I was, um, I was food aggressive. (laughs) I was binging, not purging. I was a binge, binge restrictor. I, you know, you, everything we just talked about, Mm -hmm. I looked like the, I mean, I looked like the statue of health. I had a beautiful physique, but I was all kinds of fucked up on the inside. Right. And I mean, that's, that's an important point that I think everybody has to really recognize because I think a lot of people if I said you know they're trying to get healthy that's what they picture right like somebody who looks like their peak on stage which a not achievable for most and b not at all the point of what you're actually trying to achieve so then it becomes a well fuck it all attitude and you know people end up with being overweight and miserable and, but, and, and it's not just bodybuilding, right? I know marathoning is an extreme oh, yeah. sport, right? How many people get so obsessive about marathoning? We have clients that have come to us who were obsessive marathoners who were blowing out their knees and overtrained. And well, I'll tell you about endurance running, which I still think is one of the coolest sports ever, like uh, high endurance running. But the correlation of high endurance runners and former addicts is astounding. Oh yeah. You're actually not, you haven't actually, you've just shifted your addiction, right? Like right. you're doing amazing things. You're running 135 miles at a cliff, right? That's extraordinary. But could you pass these five checkpoints that we just laid out as a healthy athlete? Probably right. not. Right. So, you know, be it, if you're, if you are an athlete, it's good to take a look and be like, am I taking this too far or am I focused on the wrong things? If you're not an athlete, right? Don't be don't think that you can't achieve health because you can't form yourself into some sort of high-performing athlete. Being healthy and being a high-performing athlete are not one in the same. And you have to have health to be a high-performing athlete. Right. And, or you should. And what we're talking about in this whole life athlete um, you know, series and being a life athlete, we're not talking about just being some high-level, high high-performing athlete. This is being... You know, we say 
life is a sport, right? So right. this is being, you know, but in, in life really is sort of like an athletic endeavor. It, mm -hmm. it truly is. If you're living life the way you should be living your life with all of these things. And, and that's what we're really talking about. You know, there's another high performing athlete that, that I, that comes to mind all the time. And I absolutely adore him is Michael Phelps in the, and how, I mean, you, there is no elite athlete like Michael Phelps, who is the winningest Olympic Olympic athlete on the fucking planet, who was smoking weed, getting high because his mental health was all fucked up. Yeah. Right. He had not taken care of his mental health, you know, and, right. and, and now he's a, you know, he's, he's very outspoken about those things. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, you look at somebody like Michael athlete. I want to be uh, Michael athlete, like Michael <laughs> Phelps. I want to be like Michael, Michael Phelps. I really just want to eat 15,000 calories. A day. Oh my God. But, you know, but that's, you know, that's just another, right. and, and, and there've been so many other athletes, you know, big name athletes who have come out and spoken about mental health or drug addiction mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, abusive relationships and, you know, just so, so many of the things we just talked about. Well, and I'll just point out our entire hour-long discussion now on laying out the tenets of putting your health first or being a healthy person, never once did diet or exercise come up in this, nope. right? We, you need to eat nutritious food. You need to have daily physical activity. Yep. But, but we did not it. tell you to restrict your calories and drink nope. slim teas and take Herbalife and, and whatever the fuck else. Right. It's we so, told you to drink water. Drink water. Do some physical activity. I don't give a shit what that is. Nope. Right. Cause we're talking just baseline health. Now, obviously if you're going to train for a sport, right, it builds from there, but this is frankly achievable for anybody. And I would, I would really have a hard time listening to anybody make an argument to me that they can't, won't, or not in a position to do these five things. I don't care who you are. I really yep. don't care who you are. Yep. No, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take a hard stance and, and be with you on that and not pussyfoot around like, oh, the way, 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 but I have this and I have that. No. No, because it meets you, it meets you where you are. Right. And like you said, I love the car analogy. I love the animal analogy, right? Like my damn horse just got a massage yesterday. Can't tell you the last time I got one. <laughs> what the fuck? Social distancing. God damn it. No massages for the horse. If I can't get a massage, right? that horse should get a fucking massage. Right? What the hell, man? She could also go to Georgia and get a tattoo if she wants to. <laughs> oh my God, the water just almost came out of my nose. <laughs> oh. uh, so anyway, this is a soft, this is a softball discussion. I want to go to Georgia and get a tattoo. Yeah, tattoo. Okay. Get, the, get the horse a massage. What's the problem? No, I'm the lady in the meme with the giant glasses and her hands on her knees looking looking out my window going, I'm going to wait and see what the fuck happens to the rest of y'all before I go anywhere. Oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> you, you guys go ahead and get your tattoo at the bowling yeah, let alley. Let how that works out for you. <laughs> I mean, I was like, is Georgia coming up with a list of places I would never go anyway? Is that what, like, is that what you guys are doing? I don't understand. The bowling alley, the tattoo parlor. Anyway, okay. Uh, we, die, so we have digressed. So um, what were you talking about? Uh, health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And in um, summary, what have we been talking about for an hour? Health. health. Um, and, and I'll say that the things that Brandy and I have, you know, just laid out here, we will, um, we'll list these on our Facebook discussion group. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're driving and listening, because I know a lot of people listen to this when they're commuting and stuff. Um, and so we'll, we'll list these out. We'll kind of throw them out there yeah. for you guys on the uh, Coaching and Cocktails Facebook discussion group if you want to see them. I think to remember them and use them starting point. So actually on that, I was going to mention earlier, I just watched a um, Netflix documentary called fittest on earth. And I might be the last one to get around to this, but. Oh, I've never seen it. I don't know if it's new old or what the hell, but it is. um, I guess it's CrossFit. It's a CrossFit competition. It's in Dubai. It's like a worldwide competition because there's people from like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Man, it's insane. It was super cool to watch. It's like an eight-day competition. These people are bananas. It's like two days of swimming, a day of sand running with a weight vest, and then three or four days of like regular CrossFit competition stuff. Yeah. It's cool to watch. Man, it's cool to watch these people. Look, I don't, you know, say, you can love or hate CrossFit or, you know, everybody's got their, their jam, but I tell you what, I fucking love watching me some CrossFit I mean, it's just athleticism. I love the physiques. Yeah. I love to see the athleticism. I, I just think it's strength and endurance. Right. It's like all the things that I love. It's the muscly bodies and, and all of it. And you know, like I mean, one I, thing. I had no idea that they did swimming and endurance running and some have biking. Hmm. This one. I wonder I if it is CrossFit or if it's some hybrid cross. So these are all like champion CrossFit people. I think this is like the elite of the elite, but they did uh-huh. two swimming days and both days I would have drowned. Oh, I, I yeah. would drown in my fucking bathtub. I and then the, the day, <laughs> like, they, they ran eight miles, I think, in the sand and four of it, maybe it was 8K. I would have drowned in the it, sand. Well, I would have just like fallen over and <laughs> like, all right, I well. I on the treadmill in my weighted vest, let alone fucking sand. Anyway, definitely watch it for some cool motivation. Like, all right, yeah. I won't lie. There are some things I saw. I was like, let me go try that. Man, that looks easy. Let me go try that. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> what the fuck? Man, that easy. <laughs> How the From fuck the are they doing the show Fittest on Earth. <laughs> I try to talk my husband to it. I'm like, try a handstand or a headstand pushup. He's like, you're not getting me to do that. We can't go to the ER right now. I was no, like, that's you're so right. funny. Don't do that. I know my kid was uh, riding his bike and he wanted to do like some tricks and stand on the seat and like do some other shit. And yeah. I was like, no, not right now. Cause if you get hurt, yeah. Eric wants him to go out on the roof and clean out the gutters. And I was like, what if he gets hurt? We can't I go know. to the ER. It's a bad idea. I know. I know. But anyway, we'll post these things on, um, on our Facebook discussion group. Um, and I think this was a really good one for our first, yeah, our first Basic, pillar. It's a softball. Like, listen, it doesn't get much easier than this. Yeah. Do we know which one we're talking about next week? No, it'll be a surprise. Okay, Maybe yeah. a surprise to you too. Surprise <laughs> because we never plan these things out. Sorry. I'll start thinking of it Sunday night when I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's usually when it happens. So on another note, because I was just so fucking sick to death of listening to people bitch on social media yesterday. Mm. I miss, I miss what Facebook used to be. Um, I was like, hey, let me see the favorite shows that people are been. Oh, watching. I saw you post that. Because, you know, I love to watch TV. Um, so we actually started watching because we, I'm not going to say we got to the end of the internet, but the binge watch internet. Cause oh, I'm, da- I'm damn near it. <laughs> There's more we can watch. Well, we started watching Lock and Key. Did I tell you about that one? Yeah. So I started watching, I actually have the books. I kind of, it's very series. Stranger Things. It's very yeah. much like Stranger Things. It's that vibe. It's a, yeah. it's a Stranger Things vibe. There's a little, uh, 
Mm, I, yeah, like um, magic. There's a little supernaturally yeah. magic kind of stuff, but there's also, but it's also kind of dark, yeah. and it's um, but I kind of like it. It's been a good one because we needed something to watch as a family because we like to get into shows like that, and we had sort of run out of things family wise to watch. So we have two more episodes of that left, and I'm pretty interested. Um, and I right before we started watching it. I know, I saw that it had been renewed for another season. So yeah, because there's like five books in this series. So you and your fucking books. Every I will time tell I say you. I watched the show. You're like, oh, I read the book. I read the book. Do me with your smarts. Because I have bad news for you. All the TV shows come from books. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to Except try to one up me with your your book smarts every time I say I watch. That is what I'm doing. I I when I go to the library, I'm like, what can I read that will piss Tina off? Right. I know. <laughs> I read all three Fifty Shades of Grey books. Those were the last. You got books me on that. I watched. I read the first half of the one. I was like, "Who the?" I've heck never watched any of the movies. <laughs> I watched it on fast forward because it was so stupid. Uh, okay. So on that note, I'll give you one to not watch as a family. Okay. Too hot to handle. Oh, um, that is guilty play. I saw a the movie. dumbest. Listen, you know I love some Bachelor and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Dumbest. It is such a dumb train wreck that I'm watching it that you can't stop watching it well mainly because i feel so bad for these people on like a human level i feel like i'm watching like a humanitarian crisis it is the most ignorant thing but if you want to watch a train wreck it's just pure trash and you know it's this is so bad for those people because they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into when they when they signed up for that show it is so stupid and i just like cringe i think like what if their families watch this? Or like, it's not gonna, like, this is cute when you're 22, when you're 42 and you have to get a replay on that shit. And your kids get to watch you on that. Like, that's embarrassing. I have it, one of my close friends, I will not say who, but her brother married a very well-known, super duper trashy reality star from about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. How's that let me just tell you, it's not a good look, right? Because everybody thinks of her as, you know, so-and-so from such and such. And what's hilarious is one day I was turned on like the TV and turned on some random station like pop or something. And there were reruns of it from 20 years ago and her doing some fucking embarrassing stuff. Right. So good times. It's cute when you're 20. It's not cute when you're 40. So that's my um, recommendation <laughs> or, or not, or non-recommendation depending on how you look at it. But a couple people mentioned that as like some pure guilty pleasure trash to watch uh, in my post yesterday. So you can turn um, it on and not watch it. It's one of those shows. Okay. Well, that's good to know. All right. So I think that's it for us today. We've probably, we've either enlightened you or bored you to tears. You so um, <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, post this stuff on our Facebook group. Please um, you guys keep, listening and um if you could rate us and down uh rate us and give us a review on um apple podcasts or itunes that would be super helpful um other than that if you have any questions or anything shoot them over to us and um don't get weird use your head it's all gonna be okay Bye. bye